Shabbat Shalom, friends. This week's Pasha is Pasha Vayakel. Vayakel, in years that we do not enjoy the benefit of a leap year, meaning an additional Adar, side Adar, that we had all of this month, we now will have an additional month of Pisces, two Pisces for the price of one. And because of that additional month, which is a study by and within itself, we have therefore just one reading, and that is just Vayakel. And the section begins with Moses assembled the entire congregation of Israel and he told them the following. These are the matters. These are the matters that God has commanded you to do. Six days shall you work. The seventh day shall be for unto you a holy Shabbat. And as we have understood this matter from a Kabbalistic perspective, that while for 3,400 years and right up to the present time, unfortunately the majority, the majority of uh, those who still adhere to uh, the reading on Shabbat consider the Shabbat as a day of rest, as if, you know, God needed that day on the seventh day in creation because he was so tired from the first six days and therefore he, he rested. And so we, we, have, enough, we have enough material uh, that uh, all of our listeners can, can, uh, can uh, tap into and understand that certainly that is not, that is not the purpose of the Shabbat, but rather to tap into an opportunity that Shabbat offers. And that opportunity is that this day is a day without any admixture of negativity. And again, there, I, I, I don't want to devote the time explaining away Shabbat, for you can access into that material uh, in many, many other ways. But there are two aspects here that uh, I'd like to bring to your attention, and that, incidentally, is essentially, essentially the purpose of why we, we are coming this Shabbat morning to listen to reading. Moses assembled the congregation and all commentators those, of course, with the Kabbalistic leaning of interpretation and uh, explanation, explain away that this time, this time the congregation of Israel omitted, and the assembly omitted the heir of Rav, those people who were essentially born to be evil 
for this is their incarnation. Not that they cannot ultimately, upon recognition of their purpose in this world, other than merely to hurt, create chaos, create uh, sorrow and despair in the lives of others, that beyond that, beyond that, that maybe one day, although it's 3,400 years now, that the same people who created the golden calf, who placed the emphasis on the physicality, rather on the world of the 99%, which is the conscious level, for the people of the golden calf, that golden calf is a computer. So we can say, wow, they had already known about a computer 3,400 years ago. And the answer is, of course, of course. However, however, that was not their motive. That was not the purpose of why they created the golden calf. But rather, the moment that they felt that they had an opportunity, Moses didn't didn't return exactly as they thought he should have, although he had six more hours when he said 40 days and 40 nights. If they had waited six more hours, the whole golden calf incident, which did away with immortality, that had been achieved at Revelation on Mount Sinai, then we today would not be still relishing in our chaos relishing in, and I use the word relish because if, if if you're still very cool and calm with the acceptance of, of, of Torah after 3,400 years, which has obviously not done a very good job on the alleviation of chaos from our lives, then that means you want to hug on, to, you know, you just want to hug it. You don't want to let go. That's, it's, that's the only interpretation I can give because, you know, God, where have you been for 3,400 years without, without making a note of what the Kabbalists had been saying for 3,400 years to these Erevrah, these evil people? The world is not basically... operating, maneuvering with the physical realm. The 99% the consciousness level is what it's all about. But it is only now in the past 80 years that that kind of thinking about Torah is emerging. Thank God for that. So there is a change and a, and a, a wonderful change that's going to be coming about. The end of chaos, which is the, the primary reason for, for Torah, and not merely to establish something referred to as Judaism. And from that emerged, of course, Christianity and Islam. And so here, the emphasis is because of what took place at the time of the golden calf, those people were excluded because now when they were going to build the tabernacle and now because they were going to prepare 
all of the utensils, which are not utensils, the candelabra, the, the uh, sink, the altar, for physical purposes, but rather to act as tools by which we could tap into the light force of God. Because once the light goes on, never forget, darkness will disappear. How, what, when, I don't know, and neither should you fret about that. Important thing that we should focus upon is the idea that we want to tap into the light force bring that life force into our lives. And so this entire section, which deals with the tabernacle, to indicate that these evil people were removed from the contribution, from the contribution of, the, of the congregation of Israel towards the creation of this tabernacle, the consciousness that these evil people could infuse their contribution with is clearly stated that this money, this money should not be accepted. And it wasn't. And they, therefore, although this era of wrath these evil people, these anti capitalists as they emerged in our day, in our present day, or for the past 80 years at least, and of course at different times over the millennia when there was suddenly a, an, a, a, an upsurge of interest into the realm of, of the true reality, the consciousness, but somehow these evil people had such a power in stressing the importance, the significance of the physical world, that there was nothing else but the physical reality and everything we did, everything that our lives consisted of should be centered around the world of physicality. And so therefore, Vayatel gives us this opportunity reading from Vayakel, reading again all about what seems to be a repetition of what already had been stated in the prior section known as Truma. Now again, we're reading about the same thing. Why do we have to have a duplication of all that was written before? Because what was written before included the consciousness of evil people to stress upon us how much our consciousness weighs and influences this physical reality. And therefore, if we think we can remove chaos by physical methodologies, we're still going along the path of the Arab realm, of the anti-Kabbalist. We're still hovering around this expectation and hope for a better world based on what? On the superiority of physicality. And my friends, it hasn't worked for 3,400 years, and there is no question that it never will achieve the removal of chaos.
The chaos that exists today comes and goes seemingly by some new physical development, some new physical advancement, only again to crumble and again thrust the entire world back into a chaotic condition. So this, this reading, and this is got to be our consciousness, that we shall we shall be in a position to avoid this kind of influence and to finally come to the realization of mind over matter. The mind absolutely controls matter. No less than this hand rises and falls only with the thought of consciousness. It does not have its, the ability or the capacity to make its own decisions. There are no decisions made on the physical reality, although Satan and these Arab Rab tend to lead us into the belief that we, with our 1% or 4% consciousness, are directing our show, our own show of life, that journey that takes us only from one condition to another. There is no way out other than other than stre stressing and placing more emphasis on the metaphysical, the consciousness of ourselves that is right here. Shabbat Shalom.